Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Um, just thanking everybody, first of all, for all the thank yous for our 100th episode. It was really cool to see the response, and we look to, uh, forward to providing you 100 more. Uh, it, you know, we got our little community here at Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers, a lot of positivity. And hopefully it's feeding into the Ford Field, uh, the Honolulu Blue, the men that wear the Honolulu Blue um, every Sunday. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, in this episode, we're previewing Week 7, Lions traveling to Atlanta. And, and we got um, the Daily Degenerate podcast um, a guest coming entering the lion's den so a lot to talk about here not a super long episode but we're previewing it and getting ready for the weekend go lions sit back it's time for the pod this is drinking the blue coolie a detroit lions podcast hosted by lifelong lions fans uj it seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. This is drinking the blue Kool-Aid. We're life, uh, a bunch of lifelong Lions fans here in week seven. Going to be discussing the upcoming weekend game. Lions traveling to Atlanta. The two and three Lions uh, trying to get back-to-back wins, uh, which has happened rarely under the Matt Patricia era. But I'm Big Z, and let's go around the horn. Uh, it's the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So we got Connor. Howdy. And then we got Bob. Hey, guys. And then we got uh, Rud Dog and UJ uh, could not make this podcast. So after our 100th episode, uh, they, they decided to take one off. Uh, they drank a little too much Kool-Aid, I think, earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> we got to rest them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> For the game analysis, you know, that's when they're needed. UJ's like AP. He's he's older. You know, we got to, like, rotate him slowly in there when we need him. But, uh, you know, his legs aren't what they used to be. Who's the DeAndre <laughs> Swift of the of the podcast, then? Who, who's taking over? I don't know. Who's the youngest? That's I'm probably the youngest. Yeah, you're yeah. DeAndre Swift. You, yeah, be DeAndre Swift you got the fun. fresh legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 50, 60% of reps. I can do that. <laughs> Um, so gentlemen, uh, let, let's get right into, uh, discussing this upcoming week seven game before we get into like talking about the Atlanta Falcons a little bit. Um, I just wanted to discuss briefly, uh, the Lions injury situation going on here. There's a lot of, a lot of players that were out earlier in the week, um, including Marvin Jones, Trey flowers, wasn't practicing Frank rag now took a day off, but, um, all those three guys, uh, returned back to practice, which is nice. Joe doll also back at practice. 
Uh, so a lot of positive signs. Joe Dahl and uh, Ragnar both kind of dealing with groin injuries. Uh, so, uh, But it, it's good to see those guys back. I think we thought they would be back. I, I wasn't too concerned about those guys. Um, yeah, I didn't read anything that was detrimental. Yeah, it just seemed like they. It was kind of a you know pre- precautionary thing. Take a day off. Uh, don't get hurt during practice when we need you on Sunday. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones, uh, possibly to get back Sunday, is Justin Coleman. He returned back to practice for the first time today. I I would imagine they take their time after seeing what happened to Desmond Trufant. I think they. Yeah, I don't think he plays against the Falcons. I would. I would not think so either. But because Trufant seemed like he was rushed back, and uh. He, and it- Punished him. <laughs> yeah, he he had his worst game possibly of his career in that game. It was really bad. Um, yeah, we got to take it easy with our secondary. I mean, we're playing pretty decent right now, like the like, last game at least. So no sense in rushing him in there. We're not like that short. Yeah, I mean, I think our cornerback situation's okay for now. It's not ideal, but well, Amani Warrior uh, is the sixth ring corner on PFF right now. Uh, or I'm sorry, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he he's been playing great. Akuda pleasant surprise. Some work. Akuda gets better, but he <laughs> yeah. needs work. But he's getting better, I yeah. think. But uh, so we're going from the Jaguars, which okay, maybe you don't need Coleman for that. But I could see maybe the Lions rushing him back because in transitioning into the game and our opponent this week, the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, two number one wide receivers. <laughs> Julio Jones obviously being just an eth- just a super freak athlete. Um yeah, he's the, very Lion- good. the Lions are gonna need to game plan for him, certainly. But what happens is teams game plan for Julio and they uh, they have the account for Calvin Ridley as well. Uh so the Lions are gonna have their hands full. How do you guys feel about the cornerback matchup with these two wide receivers, Julio and uh Calvin Ridley? Not great. Yeah, that- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who who is going to put up some numbers this week? Like that's just a given. Like if we can stop him on the ground and hopefully not use too much man to man, I I maybe we can frustrate Matt Ryan a little bit. But I mean, it's this yeah. is a different beast than Jacksonville for sure. And Okuda, he's gone up against a lot of good receivers, and he's that continues. You know, he'll probably be matched up one on one with some of those guys during this game, and uh. Hopefully he'll he'll be up to the challenge. I'm sure he'll give up some yards, but uh, hopefully he'll make some plays too. But we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing with Julio Jones is he, I mean, he's kind of like Calvin, a guy that's so big and has like that straight line speed with that just that monster size. But he also is just excellent <clears throat> at making those cuts and running routes, and that that's where get that's where that gets Akuda in trouble. I could see maybe Akuda matching up with a guy like DK Metcalf, who isn't a great route runner. Yeah, uh, but a guy yeah, like he's, uh, he's got the speed to keep up with him, but yeah. I don't think he's got the route running there. He's all there yet, you know. Yeah, so the Lions are going to need a lot of safety help over the top, but most importantly, is the Lions need to get and continue like they did against the Jaguars to generate a pass rush, get in third and long situations where they can get themselves um, in a situation where they can uh, get after the passer on, on like certain passing downs. That's what the Lions did so well against the Jaguars. Allowed less than four yards to carry, allowed a lot of third and longs, and got them into the, you know those favorable defensive matchups, third and long. Uh, so, they, yeah. uh, so the Lions are first and foremost going to need to stop the run. The Falcons <clears throat> do have Todd Gurley. Um, he, he's playing okay. 
I don't know. Have you guys watched the Falcons at all this year? He just he doesn't look like. I watched Todd the Falcons Gurley Bears game. That was my only watching of the Falcons at all. He doesn't look like the Todd Gurley that was dominant uh, from three years ago. He kind of just no. looks like... Well, he had those injuries, ball. and I don't think he's ever really bounced back from those. Yeah, and I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's their lead back, and uh, yeah, he, he, he's not someone to be overly concerned about, I don't think. Uh, but he is averaging uh, 4.3 yards to carry, 422 yards on the year, and five touchdowns. So they are doing a lot with him. But I think because people are so worried about the receivers that they have less... Uh, you know, front seven guys in the box to defend the run, and he's been a product of that. The Falcons yeah. have four first round or former first round draft picks on the offensive line. Some of they've gotten from other teams that weren't weren't successful, but uh, Alex Mack, their center, is definitely the main guy to worry about in this offensive line for the Falcons. Uh, the the defense. Well, what, one thing we have though is, I mean, our run defense is trending up a little bit, so maybe that'll be a good matchup for us. Yeah, um, especially especially because Gurley's not what he was a couple of years ago. So if we could slow down the run, you know, and then we know what we do. If we know when they're passing, that can help us. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Use some blitzes. Exactly. And I just hope Patricia doesn't overthink things and just like go man to man. I think he man of the whole game. Don't overthink and, yeah. anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the trend. I know. Uh, yeah. Um, where I do think the Lions have a huge advantage is this Atlanta defense. And it's partly the reason why, Atlanta fired their GM and their um, head coach is that the defense has just been absolutely terrible um, in Atlanta. The, the recently fired Dan Quinn uh, was a defensive-minded coach, kind of like ours, with a very uh, unimpressive defense in his tenure there. Uh, now, now the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl one year, but that was with Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator, and the Falcons are scoring like, I think, 35 points a game or something that year or something crazy. The defense yeah. need to be that great for a legendary 28 to three game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> they, uh, the Falcons have a guy named AJ Terrell. That's probably their best cornerback. He is, um, he's okay. There's, there's no one that stands out really to McKinley is probably their best pass rusher. And even mm -hmm. then, uh, he's not overly impressive. They're leading sack, uh, guy right now the, the Falcons only have eight sacks as a team on the air and I'm just looking at the stats right now the, the Grady Jarrett the defensive tackle but I love our guard play up the middle right now and Frank Ragno up the middle I think they can neutralize yeah. Grady Jarrett on defense and then it's just uh I I really like this matchup for Lions offense perspective that's why the the total on this game is 56 this week in Vegas it's the highest in the NFL really? uh, <laughs> yeah probably for good reason uh just because Two underperforming defenses and two high-powered offenses. Um, so I believe that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Connor, uh, yeah. What what is uh, what's the one thing that you're looking for this week for the Lions to do to be successful? Uh, for me, it's definitely to continue to get a good pass rush. I like to see them use Drab Davis in an intelligent way this week. Um, I just. I think the D line is going to step up again. Hopefully, I will. I think the key of the game is not rushing three. Is really what I'm trying to say. Um, so if they can get a, a pass rush going, I, I think I feel really good about our offense outgunning their offense. All right, and how about you, Bob? What, what's a what's the one thing that you're looking for? Like uh, you know, in that first quarter of this game, what's the one thing you're looking for the Lions to do? Uh, well, I'm looking for the Lions to start strong in this game because I, I I mean that. Uh, I think the defense is going to be challenged because uh, uh, the Falcons have a really good offense and uh, our defense has been struggling, but we're starting to get it together. But I think our offense is pretty good, but 
on borderline great, and I think they can be great. And I think we need to see some of that in this game because we got to outgun these guys. And I, I think if the offense starts clicking, we'll be unstoppable. So that's I think we get the offense rolling. I like it. I like it, and I would agree with the offense rolling. In addition to that, you know, with that high-powered offense of Atlanta. Um, it's a classic, you know, to kind of control the clock like last week, the Lions with the run game. And uh, the Falcons have a bottom. Uh, they're seventh worst in the NFL in defending the run this year so far. And I, I think the Lions can take advantage of that, especially if they, you know, continue to hand it to uh, DeAndre Swift or Connor. I, I mean, DeAndre Swift. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, what? <laughs> you're yeah. DeAndre Swift of the podcast. Don't forget. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I. And Adrian Peterson, of course, to close it out in any short yardage situations uh, to get it by Grady Jarrett in that interior of the D- Atlanta defense. There's been a lot of praise uh, for Raheem Morris, the interim head coach of the Falcons. There's already like talk about him like being a head coach candidate next year after getting one victory for the own five yep. Atlanta Falcons against the. Owen- We're gonna stop that talk this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous. How it's so ridiculous the NFL and they're like their one week uh, turnaround storylines. Like they they fire their oh, head yeah. coach and then next week the interim guy is a head coach candidate. Like okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a reaction hey, for sure. Z with the uh, the run game. Uh, that'll really help set up play action too, which which uh, Stafford is excellent at, as we know. And I, I I know they're talking about getting Marvin Jones more involved. Maybe that'll be happening this week. And yeah. I'd really I don't know how they do against tight ends, but I'd like to see Hawk have a breakout game because he's uh, he's due for another big game. Well, let's let's look at the box score at least from last week. Um, uh, Irv Smith Jr. had four catches for fifty five yards. Uh, that's a tight end from Minnesota. Um, I, I didn't look at the other box scores. Uh, let, let me look up. So Cowboys, uh, they lost 40 to 39. I, I know their tight end had a big game. Just looking at it right away here. Dalton Schultz, their tight end, nine catches, 88 yards and a touchdown. So there's definitely yeah, a lot of production. Because <laughs> uh, the Atlanta's linebackers are, are terrible, and that's usually who guards the tight end. Uh, not, not all the time. There's guys like Tyron Matthew, Tracy Walker, kind of those uh, – guys that float around the field that also take on the tight ends every once in a while but mostly it's linebackers matched up against tight ends and Atlanta does not have good co- coverage linebackers so that's a good point there Bob uh Jesse James uh you know he, he has, yeah why not maybe he'll <laughs> step in there again uh but that's definitely a favorable matchup the Lions offense as a whole very favorable against this Atlanta defense for the most part especially if the Lions continue um top graded offensive line and run blocking right now in the NFL per PFF again uh yeah, no. I was just gonna say if they, if our defense can step up again like they did last week, I know a much bigger task ahead of us with Atlanta. That would be a huge confidence builder for this team going forward. If we could just slow down Atlanta, limit mm-hmm. their scores a little bit, you know, keep them out of the under thirty points, like under <laughs> twenty, something like that would be good. Under twenty would be amazing. Under yeah. under twenty against this offense would be legit. Um, the only team to do it so far yeah. this year was the. Um, uh, Pan- uh, Packers. And, oh, I'm sorry. The Panthers and the Packers. So my apologies. Uh, they scored 16 yeah, points so against both those teams. But both- I know they shredded Dallas defense, but the Dallas defense is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> they scored 26 <laughs> against the Bears. So they lost 38-25 to the Seahawks, 40-39 to to the Cowboys, and just the, one of the wildest finishes you'll ever see. Onside kick recovery where the team just... The Falcons so didn't go for the ball. Yeah, they were just like standing there. What was going on there? Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. Yeah. For our Enter the Lions then we'll have to ask our guests about that and just Yeah, yeah. we will. <laughs> um and then the Bears they lost thirty to twenty six after being up nineteen points in that one. They're up twenty six to seven. The Cowboys are up nineteen as well. So they lost two. you you think the Lions had a bad blown double digit leads? Falcons are up nineteen points in the second half, uh in both oh, those yeah. games and lost and cost their coach's job. Uh but they're one in five right now, so it is a a favorable matchup, uh, but you know these new coaches come in. There's new energy, um, but I think I think we covered everything that we need to previewing this game, and we're gonna get a little more into this game uh, right now uh, as we start our and we, we're bringing it back. Uh, so we'll mention it more, but right now we're gonna enter the Lions Den. All right, blue Kool Aid drinkers entering the Lions Den this week is Coet. He hails from the Daily Degenerate podcast, um, and we got Connor here as well with me in the in the Lions Den. But Cohen, welcome to the Lions Den. Uh, thank you for volunteering uh, your body, your mind, and your soul entering in here uh, as the Lions are off uh, their second victory of the year, and the the Falcons off their first victory of the year. So Cohen, uh, before you know we get into the game and such like that, I like to ask uh, our new guests in here: uh, Why are you a fan of the team that you root for? So why are you? Why the hell are you a Falcons fan? Well, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I was cursed. NBA, I'll leave town to find a good NBA team. Like I, I root for the Utah Jazz. But NFL is a little bit more serious, a little bit more, you know, you got to root for the hometown team. So <laughs> born and raised in Atlanta, baby. I get, <laughs> and uh, man, Atlanta with another heartbreak—a three-one lead in the NLCS, and they uh, they blow it to the Dodgers. Just another heartbreak in Atlanta uh, sports. I have no like twenty to three all over the again. Playing in the World Different Series, sport. all over again. Nah, there will be there will never be anything as bad as twenty-eight to three. <laughs> the Braves, I love the Braves, but that there will never be anything as heartbreaking as twenty-eight to three ever in my life. Are you a Bulldogs fan, Georgia? No, um, no, 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 no. I, wouldn't I was going to make the Stafford connection, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't really do college sports like that. Um, I'm more of a pro sports yeah. guy. I do love Stafford. I actually have Stafford on two of my fantasy teams wow. going forward. So. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot of faith uh, in a team that's uh, kind of leaning half and half with the run and pass. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Usually in years past, they're, uh, it's a pretty, pretty heavy pass balance. But I'm glad that the Lions have you know, got DeAndre Swift and AP in there and made it a point to go to the run more. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Cohen, I, I know uh, we, we were talking briefly before we came on here about how you want to mention the history between the Lions and Falcons. So, actually, Matt Stafford has never played in Georgia since he's uh, joined the NFL, and that's because the last two times they played the Falcons uh, was in London and then that uh, nail-biter in Ford Field with the 10-second runoff. Let's go to the London game first. Um that's a game the the Falcons should have won wholeheartedly. They made many stupid mistakes down the stretch there, and the Lions even helped themselves with a delay of game penalty. Um, how, how vividly do you remember that game, and how pissed off were you by the result of that one? Um, I was super pissed off. It was a different <laughs> regime than uh, the one we, we we had this year. That was Mike Smith, mm-hmm. and um, he, he did you guys a few favors by calling a few timeouts, giving the Lions more time <laughs> there at the end of the game. Um, that was a game that I that I drank away. <laughs> because I I love the London games. I love getting you know these international fans in. Oh, yeah. And to lose that game on that stage was more than embarrassing. We drank away well, the next the- Lions Falcons game though. <laughs> the ten second <laughs> runoff. Yeah, I was able to have a happy happy flip on that one. <laughs> yeah, but that was bullshit because the Lions should have won that game or at least had a chance to win it. The ten second runoff is with uh when the ref makes an incorrect call 
is one of the most asinine things I, I think I've ever seen. And I don't think anybody in sport. the stadium except for both head coaches knew the rule to that. Yeah. Because you had, because you had Falcons <laughs> players like, oh, my God. Like, you had Falcons players, you know, pissed off about it. And then you had Lions players celebrating. But um, Dan Quinn at the time did, you know, kind of give the good fist pump like he knew the rules. So I was glad that one went the way it did. But the Lions – so he caught it with eight seconds. His knee hit the ground with eight seconds. The Lions – seven seconds is more than enough time to get up to the line and get a snap off for an extra play. I The rule makes no sense. They haven't adjusted it since either, which really pisses me off because the Lions got, uh, you know, hosed for a call that the ref made incorrect, and they couldn't do yep. anything about it. <laughs> they just yep. played the game. I, I didn't get it, but uh, <laughs> let's focus on – Let's focus on this year. So, Cohen, uh, the Falcons, firing Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov, their GM. Um, how do you feel about those moves uh, with the Falcons? Uh, is, this, is the franchise headed in the right direction or the wrong direction? Well, as of right now, there really is no direction. Um, <laughs> now that we got Raheem Morris, who used to be the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's been our defensive coordinator and our wide receivers coach, I think, for the past three, four years. Yeah. Um, he called a pretty good game on on Sunday, regardless it was the the Lions or the, or the, the Vikings. So you, re you really can't put too much stock into that win. Um, I, I'll put it to you this way. Whenever we hired Dan Quinn in 2015, I didn't want him. I wanted um, Todd Bowles, who, who went to the Jets and sucked there, obviously. But um, I never really liked Dan Quinn. I never wanted him. Um, he touted himself as a defensive head coach, but we never had a team finish, I think, better than 10th in, in, in overall defense. So it really was never a good fit for us. Um, all these guys that he drafted, fast and physical is what he always said. I always called it glorified college players, guys who really didn't have the, the body type to stop the run and who were too muscular to get you know, back in pass coverage. So I really never cared for Dan Quinn much anyway. Dimitrov to me was a bit of a surprise because Dimitrov's been here for, for two different head coaches yeah. and he's well Dimitrov respected. To me, he's well respected. He, he, he used to be the Patriots uh, head scout. So I think he comes from a good line of organizations and a good, good, good training vibe. But I think that he overall, he picked really good players like picking Grady Jarrett in the fourth round, Foye Aluakon in the fifth round and the trade that he made obviously for Julio Jones uh, on, on draft day. That was a bit of a surprise to me to have him, have him act like that, especially when this year there's no really good hot GM candidates to really pick from that. That's kind of why I said I don't think we're really going in any direction right now. Hmm. Um, so let's let's turn our attention to the the upcoming game here this weekend. Uh, the Lions two and a half point underdogs in Atlanta. The game's at one Eastern, noon Central. Um, I, I got to tell you, the Lions uh, they they played their possibly uh, some would argue the best game under Matt Patricia um, in the last three years against the now it was against the Jaguars last week, but the Lions stopped the run, um, got a pass rush for the first time in many. Many, many, many weeks, <laughs> um, but the over under in this is fifty five. So how do you how do you feel about the Lions? Uh, let's focus on the Lions defense first against this Atlanta offense. How, how do you feel that matchup going? Because we we like the way we're trending. Do you like the way your offense is going to match up against the Lions? Um, I do like the way that our offense is going to match up against against the Lions. Uh, this is a, um, a reunion battle for for a guy like Desmond Trufant, who used to be with the Falcons. Um, I'm not quite sure what his injury designation was for this week. I, I saw that he was probably going to suit up and play. Um, Desmond Trufant and Akuda are two good, you know, kind of kind of good press corners. 
Um, and the Lions now are better than they usually have been in years past in terms of defense, stopping the run and stuff like that. Todd Gurley for the Falcons has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, his durability has been good. We've been using him on a pretty – Pretty loose pitch count, but uh, we've been getting him involved in the pass and run game. I think it's going to be a shootout, the game as a whole. I don't think the Lions' defense is going to really shut us down, but I do think they can get that critical one or two stops to kind of turn the game in their favor. Connor, do uh, throw a question here to Cohen uh, as he's in the Lions' den after all. Hit him hard. Uh, how many touchdowns does Julio Jones pop off for this week? <laughs> because Julio Jones had two touchdowns last week, he has zero. Really? Today, or Sunday. Yeah. You, well, Julio, it's feature famine with him, especially guys who are fantasy owners who own Julio know that without a doubt. But oh, Julio yeah. had two um, two with about 159 yards, I think, last week. So the yards will probably still be there, but I don't think he'll, he'll get right. in the end zone. You still liking Matt Ryan or are Falcons fans like big on Matt Ryan? Well, the – the tide has kind of turned here lately. Um, there's a big group uh, that has a lot to say about Matt Ryan and who who kind of longs for the time of, of, of Mike Vick and some that who want to long for the, the 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 next chapter, so to speak, with whether it be you know Trevor Lawrence if we were to lose out or Justin Fields or whoever else is available. Um, I personally still think that Matt Ryan can be good and will be good. The one thing with Matt Ryan is though the situation has to be near perfect for him to be as effective as as he can be. And for a lot of games, our offense is in that perfect situation. But the defense doesn't do him any favors by by getting off the field so quick and allowing so many scores to get Matt Ryan in that that zone to where he has to press and force every pass. And that, that's when he makes stupid mistakes. Um, there's a big there's a big conglomerate of people in in the A who think that Matt Ryan is about the 13th year rookie because he still makes these dumb mistakes and he still, you know, like presses and throws in, in double coverage and does that. I still, I'm, I'm part of the camp that wants to hold on to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Our window for a Super Bowl is of course closed. There, there's no doubt about it, but I still think we can get some good, meaningful wins and whoever we do draft, Matt Ryan can be a good, you know, trainer and good, you know, role model for our next QB. All right, let, let's uh, be, be uh, just because our time's run up here, let's um, let's turn uh, to the other side. Um, does, do the Lions have anything to fear about this Atlanta defense? It, it hasn't been a good defense. I know they changed. Uh, Reed, Reed Morris is the head coach now, but I feel like the Lions, so, uh, especially with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, uh, the top-graded run, yeah. top run offensive line, uh, by PFF, yeah. and as Connor mentioned, DeAndre Swift. I really like this matchup with the Lions against this Atlanta defense. The Falcons have historically been pretty damn bad in in in, in rush defense as a whole. We're we're middle of the pack to back of the middle of the pack in terms of pass defense. But last week, um, the the Minnesota Vikings were I think number four in the NFL overall in in, in rushing attack, even with Madison still in there. And we held him to around 40 yards, 38 yards. So maybe it was kind of a flash in the pan with Raheem Morris. Maybe it wasn't. I like his defensive play calling. And Jeff Olbert, who is now our defensive coordinator, who was the linebackers coach, I like the way that they put our defense in a spot to win. But generally, the Falcons are pretty bad against the run. Um, our D-line is probably the, the bright spot of our defense if there is one with Dante Fowler, with Grady Jarrett, um, a few of the linebackers, you know, kind of blitzing like like Deion Jones and Foye Aluakon. So I would say that if if the Lions are going to beat the Falcons, they have to get that run attack going, which they easily can. Yeah, all right. And DeAndre Swift from Georgia, 
He's going to come yep. back and haunt all the Georgia fans' dreams this weekend. I really like that aspect of it. Well, um, it's a good battle of um, of Georgia running backs with Todd Gurley and DeAndre Swift, both starting for respective teams. Yeah, and everybody knows Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan, good buddies in the offseason, hang out in Georgia all the time uh, together in the offseason. Yep. But Matt Stafford really, I think, wants a win in Atlanta more than anything uh, in his home state, especially because he hasn't played there in his uh, NFL career. Funny story. Uh, I know that we're uh, we're running out of time, yeah. but um, I, I'm actually valet. I'm a valet at a pretty popular mall in, in in Atlanta in the financial district, and I valeted for Matt Stafford and his wife a really? few times. The nicest people. How did they tip? Wow. Well, well, very that's well. Good. Ah, that's the, our boy. The, the Ryan's that's and the my Staffords both yeah. tip pretty damn well. <laughs> that's a great story. That's awesome. That's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, they they do they all seem like really good people. So um, yeah. Uh, well, I think that that's going to wrap up. Before we wrap it up, though, we need to ask you, what is your prediction for the game this weekend? Take it away, Cohen. So if you go on um, any podcast platform and you find the Daily Degenerate podcast, today we picked week seven NFL spreads. We, we, we pick every single game every single week just to, just to pick one and then get a good spot on each game. Um, two and a half point dogs are the Lions right now. I'm not quite sure how the Lions going to move uh, closer to game time. I imagine it's going to stay pretty, pretty pat because that's a pretty good little spot for this game. Yeah. I personally am going to buy the half point and go Lions plus three oh. to cover. for. I, I'm, I'm going to get the Lions to cover the field goal or to win outright. Wow. So you, you like the Lions to win this game then? Yeah. Um, hey. if, I, if I had to put it on a percentage, I'd, I'd probably go 55, 60% chance Lions are going to win this game. Um, anybody who puts money on the Falcons is just kind of dumb in terms of <laughs> Vegas. Um, I love the Falcons. I'll cheer for them every day. But if I want to make some money, I'm going with Detroit. Wow. We, we appreciate yeah. your honesty and uh, really playing your audience here in the Lions Den. Yeah. One of the few Lions Den <laughs> predictions for the Lions. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. Uh, I I think that means you're going to escape with your life out of the lion's den, uh, Cohen. Thank so God. Congratulations. Thank God. Yes, 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 yes. Congratulations, man. Uh, so before we wrap it up, Cohen, uh, I just want to throw it to you. Please let our, all our listeners know uh, where they can find you and then kind of a little bit about your podcast. So uh, most of what we do um, at the Daily Degenerate podcast, as the name states, is a gambling and sports betting podcast. Our main focus is the NFL, but we we, we also do MLB, NBA, um, a few soccer games here and there, UFC, stuff like that. Um, you can find the podcast page at TDDpod on Instagram and Twitter. But if you want to get my picks, like the picks that I release personally and for the podcast page, go on the Action Network. It's a, it's an app that allows you to track bets, yep. get bets from Sharps, and, and and do all that kind of thing. Just search the Daily Degenerate on the Action Network, and you can get my picks live as I make them. Most of what I put out is going to be um, NFL, NBA, and MLB bets. All right. Awesome to hear. Thank you so much, Cohen. Uh, yes, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck to the Falcons uh, finding a direction going forward, whatever that may be. And good luck to your podcast. And thanks for coming. No worries. On. Let's just hope. Let's just hope that both teams stay healthy this I week. I hope so. All right. Cheers to and that. Thank you for entering. And thank you for entering the Lions Den. Thanks, fellas. All right, gentlemen. So uh, that was the Degenerate Podcast. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, just another delusional fan out there that's not rooting for the Lions, but we'll, yeah. we'll let them slide. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, for going on again. Um, <laughs> but, gentlemen, now let's move on. So this is our 101st episode um, in our third season of doing this, but uh, we feel a good turnaround here. We're two and three on the year. But now it's time for ever-famous predictions. 
So, Bob and Connor, before I get to you guys, um, I'm just going to uh, read off Rudd Dog's uh, prediction here since he couldn't make the podcast. So, his prediction is 42-21, to 21, Lions victory. Trey Flowers is two sacks. Akuda has a pick. Swift has a run over 40 yards, and Kenny G scores two touchdowns. Wow. Uh-huh. A lot of details there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you the- should play a bet like that in Vegas where all that has to come. <laughs> That'd be an absurd bet. The odds would be so extreme on oh that. Oh, my goodness. So that's Rudd Dog's uh, prediction, 42 to oh, 21. Um, we didn't get one from UJ yet, but he might send one in. Uh, if he does, uh, we'll put it right in this part. But now we need uh, to go around to the rest of the crew with us now. So, Connor, let's go over to you. What's your prediction for week Even seven? Defense. The Lions are, uh, I'm sorry, the Lions are two and a half point underdogs at Atlanta, and the over under is 56 points. Go. Well, I'm taking the over. And uh, on on my bet, at least. I don't know about my prediction. Uh, I think the defense will step up. I think Penasini is going to have a good game. I think Trey Flowers is going to be a menace out there. I think Jaron Harmon's going to get a pick. Um, and I think Akuda, he's still going to be struggling a bit this week. But I, I think he'll make some progress, at least. On offense, I think Swift will have another big day. And I think Marvin Jones will finally emerge. He'll get six or seven catches, maybe a touchdown. I think we're going to win this game uh, 35 to 21. All right. Yes. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Let's go to you, Bob. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, I like where we are that the, the Falcons are struggling obviously. Um, but they, they do have a really good offense, but I think our defense is going to step up. I think our offense is going to keep rolling. We're going to score more than we did last week. I like us to win uh 38 to 20 and, uh, I think Stafford's going to have over 300 yards. Ooh. We're going to have another 100-yard rusher. So, right. I love it. I love it. A lot of <laughs> high-scoring predictions. I, you got to love it right now. Um, I agree uh, with both of you. So, it, it's it's crazy that 34 points last week was the most points I know. ever scored in the sense. Matt Patricia era. <laughs> I didn't believe it when I saw it. Um, I, yeah. Like, looked into it. I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. It, yeah, it's 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 wild. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of befuddling. Uh, but we did have Jim Bob Cooter for one of those three years. So, hey, wait right, a minute! Bob? Don't talk. <laughs> don't talk ill of Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's he's a running back coach of the Jets now, so he his his career is really going well. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll be elevated to head coach when they fire Case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my prediction for this one, I like the. 30, 35 to 37 points seems about right for this one. I'd really love this Lions offense matchup against the Falcons. I'm going to go wow. 35 to 24. I think it's an 11-point victory. Uh, the Lions are going to give up. You know, Julio Jones and Cal Ridley, they're going to get theirs. Matt Stafford, first time he's been he's played in Georgia in his whole career. Really? Uh, it's first time since college he's been back to Atlanta. Wow. Because the last time they yeah. played Atlanta on the road was in London. In London, that's right. So uh, yeah, they only played each other over three years. That was when they had the field goal miss, but uh, it was out of time. So then they re-kicked it. And... Yeah, delay a game, won us the game. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of other things like that. But uh, <laughs> um, 
just that was a wild game. And then the last, the other last time they played was eight, the eight second runoff, as we mentioned in the the entering Lions. Oh, game, but, uh, that one's not as fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then no. I, then a different story for a different day. But um, so thirty five twenty four. I do like Stafford going over. I'm going to say over two hundred fifty yards. Uh, and Swiss is going to have another big day on the ground. I think he's going to go back to back hundred yards uh, rushing. I like it. So then that that that's it. And so those are our predictions. And then, and then uh, did you? I I think most people know that uh, Stafford and Matt Ryan are are buds. Yeah, you know, and uh, they're big friends. And I guess uh, um, he likes to give Stafford shit about the Kershaw thing. How they always mention how they're <laughs> Kershaw is friends with him on any broadcast. It's but. insane how much that's. <laughs> It's uh, I, I I've seen like national reporters like mock that too. Like everybody knows yeah. it, <laughs> not just like Lions people or Dodgers people. Yeah. It's, everybody, it's ridiculous. It's funny. <laughs> I, my original, I predicted a long time ago that Stafford would win before Kershaw, but it's not looking too great right now. No, they might win in the same year though, same season. Hey, so we'll yeah, see. I'll call that a draw if Stafford yeah. wins the Super Bowl this year. Yes. All right, so gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap it up um, for our week seven um, predictions. Uh, so thank you everybody for listening. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lines. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a review. And thank you everybody that sent in all those thank yous for our hundredth episode. It was awesome to see the reaction, and we look forward to giving you uh, ninety nine more after this because this is episode one hundred one. Oh yeah, let's so do it. We all appreciate right. everybody for listening. Connor, Bob, I'm Big Z. Thank you, everybody. And last but not least, as always, go! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go! Go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.